Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. We love hearing from all of you, so please send all your prayer requests and your correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warn radio is now on the following platforms, Amazon Prime Music and Podcasts, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and PocketCast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Christian living vapor amid time. Is it true? Life passes by like a a mist. Your life, whether you are a Christian or not, is here today and gone tomorrow. The last day mark of Cain brings us to these prophetic end of days. This is proceeding to the fullness of perilous days to which the Apostle Paul warns us. Time, tide, and eternity brings us to the reality of life. We believe that time is on our side, even though the days slip by. Just like the tides of the ocean and sea, everything is relentless in its pursuit of time. Don't miss these latest posts on warn-usa.com. Sign of Jonah fighting God. The Kingdom War, Part 7, on Sound the Shofar. Sign of Jonah brings to our memory Nineveh. The, this Gentile kingdom and enemy of Israel repented. Yet, 70 years later, the prophet Nahum warned of their impending doom. Joy of the Lord, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 68, on Battle Lines. Joy of the Lord is our strength, so goes the Christian song. Yet in this show we find there are those who seek to hide their ways from the Lord. And don't miss our latest Warren Radio episodes from the week of April 19th through April 21st. Kingdom of Jesus Christ, Christian Converts, Cost of Faith, Shaking All Nations, Advocacy at Warren Radio. Great Mercies, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 170, on Battle Lines. And the Power of Darkness, Revelation, Throne of Iniquity, Part 10, on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of The Rising on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Angus & Robertson, and the Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. 
Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Hey, Dana, how are you doing on this wonderful evening? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Tower? Wonderful. Doing great. Thank the Lord. Well, you know, it's hard to believe. We had all that snow, and of course now the grass is getting dry. <laughs> but it's... It's turning green. Needs more moisture, though. Yeah. Well, you know, the good thing of it is, is we finally hit spring. I mean, the world is still confused, to say the least. Troubled, to say the least. But uh, it is nice to have nice weather. Yes, it is. I mean to tell you. I am thankful. Yep. You know, it it you know, you can't overstate being thankful. Because not only, you know, you need to be thankful to God all the time. But, you know, when you're thankful, you know, it's like a blessing. It reminds you you know, of the good things. You know, God hasn't forsaken us. You know, we'll make it through one way or the other. One thing about these days we live in, more people are talking about the apocalypse and the end days than any other time. Boy, that's for sure. You know, you and I have discussed these things for many years. You know, not just since we've been on Warren Radio, the WIBR. We're in our 25th year, but Tower and I have been talking about this. I mean, you can go back to our first church and Brother Kennedy and we were talking about it. Yes, we were. <clears throat> we sure were. So now we're here. I mean, we're in the big leagues now. We've made it. And I noticed that LifeSite News is starting a section on prophecy, you know. Really? Yeah. And it's not just any prophecy. It is uh, the end of days prophecy. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. So they're, they're talking about a lot of things that would normally happen. And almost every, you know, everybody, I mean, if, if you're a Christian... You know, there's a new a number of different um, end of days uh, breakdowns and how things are going to happen, but everybody's really talking about it. They really are. A lot of people are, and we got a lot of people also um, having revivals and things like this. So, well, I believe the Lord is opening eyes. Well, you know it. When and you that's look why at it, talking so much about the prophecy of the end of days. Yeah. Well, at any rate, we're glad you joined us. Yes, we are. It's a pleasure. And uh, we're going to start with something. Now, we did part one before. This is part two of foolishness, foibles, and follies. And I go through this because when I look at what is happening in the world, I find foolishness and I like the word follies because it's like you're going to a show somewhere and they're all skating or dancing around and have something, you know, follies. You know, we think this is a big folly, but in this case, it's a folly of celebration breaking away from tradition and norms. And uh, foibles, you know, if you, if, if you are foibling something, you're messing it up. At any rate, 
You know, the one scripture that I want to talk about, a prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolish foolishness of fools is folly. Now that's where this article originated. The foolishness of fools is folly. Now Tower and I were having a conversation not too long ago about fools. That you're not supposed to say, call anybody a fool. And it does quite openly talk about that in the Gospels. But we do have a lot of wisdom in the Old Testament from the Proverbs and the Psalms. And some of those deal with the foolish. And so when we see what they're doing, you know, we, we, you know, have tons of illegals in this country now. And Biden has put them up at various points. They put them up in various places. In New York, they put them up in a five-star hotel. And they're coming in all the time. And now we have, coming up, one of the biggest groups to cross the border. So Biden decided he would send 1,500 troops down there to greet them. The only thing of it is, there's like 20 or 30,000 of them. This is like an invasion. Yes, it is. And so you can't tell anybody anything. It's very offensive. And most Christians and most churches... Well, most churches haven't said anything. And the revivals are centered around getting people saved and close to God. Now, that's a good thing. But, you know, really, truly, foolishness, foibles, and follies could roll into any American city at any moment. We already have this on the national stage. Now, I have it on good authority, and that is from going through all of our extensive social media. Not all of society is happy with America's newfound wokeness and social identities. I would, now, I would say the majority is not happy. Yeah, I would too. And then you put all these people crossing the border. And you know, this this really does relate to people that we're about ready to be destroyed. Because for some reason, the Democrats have no morality towards saving a nation. Their only morality is towards destroying a nation. You know, instead of accepting that there's two sexes, we push the narrative that there's more than one sex. I mean, everything goes against science, and the best knowledge that man has and against scripture. But see, that's not good enough today to deter people or the agenda that is happening and coming. And it's not just Biden. Biden admitted the other day that most of the stuff he does, he gets told what to do. Now that backs up also the narrative that Biden is not running the country. He's a figurehead. He's signing what he has to sign. And somebody behind the scenes is telling him what to do. And the one behind the scenes is Barack Obama and Susan Rice. And you're not going to see Barack Obama around the White House. I doubt it very seriously. You will see Susan Rice because she was put in there by Biden. Probably under Obama's orders. Yeah. So whether you whether you know what's going on or not, you know that, like this says, the crown of the wise is their riches. And when we're talking about riches, that's their knowledge. That's their ability to understand the seasons and the times. 
And so we do present you with an article just about every week that we recommend you read. Now in Jeremiah 18.8 it says, If that nation against whom I have pronounced, and that is judgment, turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. Jeremiah 18.8 Now that's just one sentence, I mean one part, of how God deals with nations. And it's all together right there in Jeremiah 18. And when you look at America and how far it's gone and what is going on, your nation is not far from being totally, absolutely wiped out. Now one of the things that may happen before anything is that we may go into default because Biden continues to mess around and he's not going to do any more on that. He's going to let it default because in case of default, that'll enable them to remove the currency and everything we're doing now. So this default, if it happens, this is on purpose. And I know that the House tried to get, uh, McCarthy tried to get them to do something. And we've been warned that you've got till June 1st or this thing could crater. Now what happens when a nation defaults? There is no money in any bank. Most companies can't do anything. They can't hire. They can't do anything. So, you know, we are in a mess. And the only thing that we have going for us, if anything, is the fact we're not completely stupid here. Meanwhile, while we're not completely stupid, one of the biggest things we have in this country is stealing and robbery by the woke in a lot of our cities. Thieving is not a crime. Taking stuff robbery people think you owe it to them and that is how screwed up America is today and so while we're going through a lot of these things today if you live in America you'd better be in deep prayer with the Lord because the Lord will take care of us but there's going to be some trouble And Joe Biden is not up there to help us. He's he's definitely not our friend. Nope. So at any rate, check out Foolishness, Foibles, and Follies at warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. Check it out today. Now the next one... Now this dates back to 2012. And this was actually found in one of my archives I was going through to see what was in the archives. I I have a lot of archives. It's not something you can do in a day or an hour. And uh, I've got shows going back, way back. So I found this article, and the article came from Pravda, which is the news arm of Russia. And the reason my eye caught it is because Pravda was talking about Wyoming, where we happen to be located. But see, I want to caution you about Pravda articles. And see, we're, I've, I've had a number of sources around the world that I look for information from their side to see what they're doing. When we use Pravda articles, we always consider, always, that it is aimed at those outside of Russia 
and is primarily for propaganda. And I had two articles from 2012. And Pravda was warning of preparing for a collapse of America. Now see, in 2012, we weren't preparing for a collapse of America. 2012, we were preparing for the collapse of civilization as we know it because we didn't know if the Mayan calendar would go beyond that. <laughs> and so... We find it interesting that Pravda was warning of the collapse of America in 2012, getting this from Wyoming. Today a collapse would happen because of the liberalism in America. It would happen because of the rampant sin and also because of the presidency of Joseph Biden. He is being used and he has a lot of issues. So Pravda, and I'm not going to read the whole article, they begin this way, Wyoming quietly prepares for collapse of federal government. That was their lead. Originally published in 2012, I had gotten it in 2012 and put it in my archives. I used it as a resource among many about certain things that were coming. Now it goes on to say in the storm of economic crisis all the arguments about the benefits of friendship, cooperation, and integration get forgotten as evidence from the Western experience. Only thriving together can be a good thing. When the dark days come, everyone tries to keep their stuff separate. The principle, every man for himself, becomes more popular and the people are ready to erect princes around each village. Now, then he goes on to say, Meanwhile, the state of Wyoming, in all seriousness, began preparations for autonomous navigation. The freedom-loving mountaineers nearly passed a bill providing for procedures in case of the collapse of the federal government. Now see, today that wouldn't be a problem, nearly passing. If, if it looked like it needed to be done, I'm sure they would do it. Now, when it failed last time, the State House was just short three votes. Now you think of it, in 2012, everybody, there was a lot of people for it, but they were still short three votes. That's not very many. Nope. However, according to the main initiators, they had put something about the Army and Navy inserted in the bill. And that's why they didn't uh, go ahead. So they were considering a lot of things about currency, money, and other things. And so when you look at it, although this was in 2012, you know, this thing may come true in 2023 or 2024. Because this is exactly what Biden administration is doing. And that is exactly what the WTF and Klaus Schwab want. This is what BlackRock, uh, one, one of the big uh, financial companies in the entire world want. They want globalism. And online this last couple of weeks, all I've heard from anybody that's anybody, some of the main talking heads, they keep reminding us to be prepared for the initiation of the global agenda. You know, and at this point, nobody stands up and does anything. Everybody is just assuming and thinking, well, we'll just take America down. 
And my question is, is where are all the patriots? Where are those people who are going to stand up? And how do we let an illegitimate president like Joseph Biden to do what he's doing? He doesn't have the authority to do that. He's just signing these declarations into law. And our government was never meant for that agency of arm of government to make the laws. The laws are to be made by Congress. Period. So I want to know how come we're in such a screwed up mess and how the Democrats and Republicans won't make laws and the Democrats hope that they can keep Democrat power so they can continue to screw America and burn everything down. Now make no mistake, I do not think for a moment that all the Democrats are like Schumer and Pelosi and want to destroy this country. I think a lot of Americans are concerned about what's going on. Therefore, all Americans need to stand up or you're going to lose your country. And it's going to be brought to you by Joseph Biden, Barack Obama, and Susan Rice, among others. Are you ready for yours? Pretty tragic. It is. Yes, I am. This is Pakistan's Slavery of Debt, Part 1. It's a story about the brick kiln workers and the solution to releasing families from it. And this is via BarnabasAid.org. The Apostle Paul declares in his letter to the church at Col Colossae that those who belong to Christ know the joy of their sin debt having been paid in full. When you were dead in your sins in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Colossians 2, verses 13 and 14. And Barnabas Aid has a debt repayment program for Pakistan, Pakistani brick kiln workers and is therefore a wonderful picture of what every believer has received in Christ. Many Christians are among Pakistan's impoverished brick kiln workers. Brick kiln workers are low paid and families live in survival level, at survival level. If anyone falls sick or another family crisis occurs, they have to take a loan from their employer, the brick kiln owner. Interest on the loan is then deducted from their weekly wages and this can go on for years, even generations. The families are forced to try to subsist on reduced wages and as long as the debt remains, they are bonded to the brick kiln, unable to leave and get another job. It's almost like slavery. I would consider it to be slavery. Me too. Since Barnabas Aid began the program of repaying loans and freeing Christians from their indebtedness and bonded labor, a total of 1,575 brick kiln families have been released. Barnabas helps free built brick kiln families by providing lessons in how to maintain family budgets. We also support more than 40 primary schools and five adult literacy classes, all specifically for Christian brick kiln families. Monthly food parcels are given to families in particular need. We also fund mobile health clinics that bring free medical treatment and health care advice to Christian brick kiln families. Perhaps most wonderfully, many of the freed families have voluntarily and joyfully set aside a small portion of their wages, low as they are, to no donate to a revolving loan fund which is used to repay the debts of other bonded Christian laborers having been desperately poor, helpless, and dependent for so long the freed families are thrilled to be in a position to help other believers 
However, thousands more are still struggling in bonded labor. If you would like to make a gift, please direct your donation to our Pakistani Christian Brick Kiln Workers Fund. And you can do that by going to BarnabasAid.org. You know, Dana, this is such a tragedy. It's just horrendous. I know, yeah. but this is and, really a good program. And they, they keep them in debt by adding more interest on there. And it then yeah. if they are unable to work, it falls on their children. And their children are in this cycle of indebtedness <coughs> that yeah, and seemingly this is used, never ends. This is used, uh, we see it particularly in India, but it also occurs in other areas. Yeah, this one is is in Pakistan. We we used yeah. to know of another ministry that used to free brick kiln workers, and I haven't heard them doing that much anymore. I I don't know. So I I really like this program. Me too. And remember again, you go to um, BarnabasAid dot com. No dot dot org. Dot org. Yeah. And that's where you uh, become part of the Pakistani Christian Brick Kiln Workers Fund. While we talk about it, we don't accept any money. We don't. Uh, we direct you to give money to these who have um, boots on the ground and help. This is this is so good to have an organization, at least one, who works to free people. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful for this program. Well, see, in America, all you do is declare bankruptcy. But overseas, there is no bankruptcy. This is just like Rome. Rome had the same thing. If you owed money, you were going to pay it, and you became an indentured servant until you paid your debt off. And if someone bought you, you were in slavery. Matter of fact, Paul was freeborn. And he gets in a conversation with a Roman who bought his freedom in order to become free. And Paul tells him, but I was freeborn. Yeah, that's the Roman Empire. Yeah. Now we're doing uh, the fight for life. You know, we talked about abortion so much. But at any rate, a new report has revealed that abortions in the United States have dropped significantly Good. since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey last June. Well, see, you know, this report is good, but if you pay attention to what the ACLJ tells you about Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood has millions and millions of dollars donated to them so that they can fight and change this. And the ACLJ has limited funds compared to Planned Parenthood. And the battle for the life of babies are either won or lost in the courts. And without exception, many of the Democrat states don't care if you kill babies. You know, but we give it the name of an abortion, and to them abortion is fine. Yeah, abortion is murder. Yes, it is. Amen. This is a nation that doesn't want to recognize its murder. This is a nation that will also pay heavily for the for the blood guilt that's connected to abortions. So at any rate, now let's get back to the report. It was released by the Society of Family Planning, a pro-abortion research organization. I have never heard of them, so I can't tell you how well they are. 
they showed there were 32,260 fewer abortions on average across the nation from July 2022 through December 2022 after the Supreme Court issued its decision. Now you see, that's amazing. Yes, it is. I'm thankful. But see, it's not going to stay that way. if we don't stop it. Because the people that want abortion, they've been killing babies freely for so long, they do not cherish the life. Now the analysis showed that abortions plummeted by nearly 96% in 13 states. Abortion bans took effect shortly after the Supreme Court's ruling. Now the 13 states are Alabama, Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. It's disappointing Wyoming's not in there. Yeah. And the total was 43,410 fewer people who had abortions. In other states that increased abortion restrictions, Arizona, Georgia, and Ohio also saw major declines in their average monthly abortions. But the problem you have is they're going to fight to have more, even beyond birth. So... You know you know what's even equally as disturbing is um, all these abortions they're doing and then now they're getting these kids to be um, think they're the wrong sex you know they're in the wrong body and they're sterilizing these children that is just they're trying to reduce the population by destructive means well, you know, when you look at it, this country has no fear of God. Nope. That's sad. Either that, well, they have that, no fear of God. And they also don't understand the penalty of what they're doing. And there's just no way you're going to get away from this. Because we're in the end of days. You know, this is this abortion is so tragic because we're missing out on wonderful people, you know, that could become productive to society. Doctors, nurses, um, I don't know, just everyday people that, musicians and people that bring joy to your life. Well, you know, speaking of musicians, I saw something. I was telling Tower about it. And this was a young girl who was considered to be a master at the piano. And she wasn't even 10 years old. And, you know, you think of how many kids that were killing. And you could be killing the prime crop of humanity. Yes, exactly. We're missing out on so much as a society by doing this. Yep, but you will know in eternity, that's for sure. Now, we're talking about the persecuted church. This comes from BarnabasAid.org. And we're not going to read this all. You know, we're going to just give you some highlights. So, Tower, if you see a highlight here, go ahead and read it. Are you going to start it out or what? Yeah, uh, I'll start it out. Okay. You know, unless we tell you how you're going to know. 
More than 40 Christians were killed in Kaduna State, Nigeria. So since the beginning of March, there's been 133 Christians killed. At, at least um, 130 believers have been killed since the beginning of March as anti-Christian violence rages across Nigeria's Middle Belt. Women and children were among 33 people killed in a recent nighttime attack on the Christian community of San Sankwap Runji. I don't know how to pronounce that. It, it was in Kaduna State, Nigeria on April 15th. Yeah, that's tragic. Some of them were asleep. Their homes were set on fire. And you realize that the homes there are usually just sticks and, you know. Straw. Yeah. They might have mud bricks, but they're going to have sticks and things. So it ain't going to be much to burn it. In another area, nine residents of two villages were killed by Fulanis. And see, the Fulanis are a big deal over there. You know, these radical Islamic groups, their whole goal is to kill Christians. And it's really irritating because they're never held accountable. Nigeria has a military, but they ain't going to go after the Fulani or anybody else. Yeah, and another um, police have increased security around a church in Pakistan's capital, Islamabad. Following a mob attack on Sunday, April 16, the church was pelted with bricks and shots were fired, leaving bullet marks on the church walls when around 40 men stormed the building during the evening service. And there was uh, 16 Christian families that live in, the, in that district. And they've arrested four of the attackers. Well, Just, most of the time, the attackers, nothing really happens yeah, to them. Yeah, it's like fight, fighting a losing battle Yeah. to get any justice. A Libyan Christian convert from Islam was arrested on the grounds of apostasy. That's because they came to the Lord. It was a 22-year-old woman. And she had released a video explaining her conversion at the age of 15. You know, just like a regular testimony. Yeah. In a separate incident, two U.S. citizens who were teachers were arrested in the capital of Tripoli. Uh, that's the capital. Tripoli is the capital of Libya. And they're accused of proselytizing Muslims. And so they were deported. In September of 2022, another Christian convert was sentenced to death for apostasy. You know, it, it just amazes me how we can be so screwed up in America when we have churches, we have you know, morals, so to speak, you know, but, but we are so screwed up now, so woke, so misguided, that God is not going to save this nation the way it is. I hope we all repent. I hope this we have a big revival and there's repentance. Well, you look overseas. Down. Yeah, you know, that's true. But you look overseas... And the Christians everywhere we look are being persecuted, thrown in prison, they're attacked in their churches and everything else. Yeah, it's tough. A blockade of Christian majority 
Nagorno-Karabakh and yeah, that's... Ar- Armenian enclave within Muslim-majority Azerbaijan has entered its fifth month with human rights experts warning that the situation is becoming a humanitarian disaster. Probably is. Yeah. It's been blockaded since December 12th. And so there's... um, Well, that's where the fighting was at. Yeah. There's shortages of food, medicine, and other vital supplies. Yeah. And, of course, church leaders in Africa, they called for prayer. And this is in Sudan. At least 175 civilians have been killed since fighting broke out April 15th between the Sudanese army and paramilitary forces. You know, is that all we know how to do in the world is kill each other? War. It sure looks like it. It does. You look at America, is that all we know how to do is destroy ourselves? Yeah. The Lord says, I will choose your delusions and bring your own fears upon you. Because when I called, you did not answer. So America, you need to listen. Yes. My heart goes out to all these, pray for all these persecuted Christians in all the areas. And as brethren in Christ, we need to hold them up. We do. And you also need to find and support somebody like, you know, Barnabas Aid. You can go to persecution.org for another one. There are a lot of these. And if you have trouble figuring out who to support, we have a full list of people that that we recommend. Samaritan's Purse is also another one that helps around the world. And so just help help them out. Give them some money. Because that's how we can help these Christians out. You know, you need to understand... That you may need help in America sometime. There are people in this country trying to destroy this country. It's very sad. It's disheartening. And we've had tens of thousands of military age young men who easily could be part of a fighting regiment or something that Biden has allowed into this country. That's where you're in trouble in America. You are not safe. In some cities in America, it's a tragedy. Yes, it is. Okay, you ready? Yes. Franklin Graham, this madness... This story comes to us via faithwire.com. Elon Musk spoke out to make a point about the bizarre and dangerous transgender medical treatments being performed on minors, and I appreciate that he isn't afraid to call it like it is, Franklin Graham wrote in a Facebook post. Last week he tweeted the parents and doctors who put their put children through transgendered Medical treatments that cause sterilization should go to prison for life. The evangelist who heads the Christian relief organization Samaritan's Purse and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association was referencing a viral tweet from Musk. Any parent or doctor who sterilizes a child, they are that before they are a consenting adult should go to prison. Musk Musk tweeted sparking more than 657,000 likes and over 104,000 retweets. As for Graham, he went on to address the issue of child gender trans 
transitions more broadly, decrying society's push in some sectors to encourage children to make body-altering decisions. It's shameful that any adult would be part of feeding this confusion and pushing children over a cliff that is built on lies from the pit of hell, Graham wrote. Some parents, politicians, and so-called professionals are guilty of a masquerade of evil they are falsely calling health care. He said young people face lifelong consequences as a result of surgeries and drugs that maim bodies, mind, and spirit and warned of the ramifications for America's current handling of the issue. God will judge our nation, Graham concluded. This madness needs to stop. And um, Governor Ron DeSantis doesn't mess around, Graham wrote on his Facebook page. He's revoking the liquor license of a major Miami hotel because they hosted a drag queen show with children present even after being warned. It's so refreshing to see a leader who is willing to stand up for what is right. May God bless him and help him as he leads the state of Florida. Yeah, thank God Governor Ron DeSantis took a, stuff, a tough stand against children being exposed to drag queens. This is terrible. You know, Dana reminds me of a story we heard out of Holland a couple within the last couple of weeks about this 18-year-old boy, yeah, who was having surgery to have a vagina put in, and guess what? He died. That is such a tragedy. It is. One life lost to this madness. And perversion. Well, there's it is a madness. But remember again, this nation has forsaken the Lord. That happened in Holland, I believe. Yeah. But you look at America. Yes. Here's another one from CBN. Now, I remember this. A Christian substitute teacher has been reinstated to her job and awarded $181,000 in damages and attorney fees and because the Georgia school district settled her lawsuit Monday. The district has also publicly apologized to her. Last August, Lindsay Barr was fired by the Bryan County Schools officials as a substitute teacher after she raised concerns about a book that was going to be read to her three children at the McAllister Elementary School during a library read aloud. Now see, her children were going to have to listen to that. She has every right in the world to stand up and tell them that she does not want her kids being told this book. Exactly. And to have a library read some of these pornographic books to kids is an absolute travesty. Yes, it is. The book titled All Are Welcome contains several illustrations of same-sex couples parenting and expecting children. But see, the other part of it is it's not normal. Yeah. You're not going to change sex and expect it to be normal. People need to be warned. But people won't listen even if you warn them. The Alliance Defending Freedom represented her. And Lindsay spoke out as a Christian, a mother, and a private citizen on an important issue. Namely, the content and age appropriateness of a picture book that the school planned to read to her kids and other elementary age children that conflicted with her family values and faith. And yet, school officials immediately retaliated against her for expressing those views and fired her from a job which she excelled. Now, see, that's outrageous. Yes, it is. But see, this is America. This is what we do in America. And we think that makes it right. 
Just because you can manipulate things and you can get away with stuff, that doesn't mean what you're doing is moral. It doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that you should get away with it. And it doesn't mean you should be violating anybody's rights or trying to shut them up. Exactly. The one thing we've had in America all along was freedom of speech. But the Democrats and many others, especially in social media, have made a livelihood out of telling people to shut up and banning them and doing everything else. This is not the America that we are used to. This is not the America at all. And if you base America on what we're doing today, that is not America. You've got another America. And this other America is a whore, and it deserves judgment. And I condemn it. And I warn you, don't go down this path. You need to repent. Everybody needs to repent. You need to stand up, and you need to stop this. Because if you don't, God will. And you will not like the method he uses. Boy, that's for sure. I don't even want to think about that. Well, at any rate, I think we're about five minutes away. Do you want to do this uh, Portland thing? No. Yeah, yeah, we can do the Portland. Why yeah. don't you go ahead and start it? Um, so, uh, the West City of Portland has long been known for its wacky, weird counterculture. Comedians have made fun of it, but a growing number of Portlanders aren't laughing anymore at one, at a, as a once great city has become dangerous and unlivable. An army of community, community journalists in Portland have been capturing a city in decline, public drug abuse, Addicts sprawled on the sidewalk or wandering the streets, tent encampments on many corners, and fires seen burning along the roadways. What once was known as one of America's most beautiful and livable cities is slowly is being slowly destroyed by an epidemic of crime, drug abuse, mental illness, homelessness. One local compared Portland to an open-air insane asylum. Well, I wouldn't like this. I wouldn't either. I would not live in a city like this. And why they put up with it. We've seen a news story that uh, the homeless were going to be able to sue the homeowners for wanting them to move. Now, that was ridiculous. So now the one who proposed that law in Portland is taking a, is reversing his bill that is just idiotic well you know a lot of people probably already know about a lot of this but going back to college you know we had uh, students there that we knew that actually went out in that area one at one of the main one was in Seattle where they went there to minister on the streets yeah. Make no mistake, it was bad up in Seattle at that time. Yeah, and this. And it was bad in Portland at that time. And now they. Um, we don't have long. It's common practice to invite homeless to be homeless. And that makes our job now ten times harder. They just. They will just erect the tents in hopes that a person will find the tent and move inside. This is just crazy. It is. It's amazing. So. Pray for Portland that they'll wake up. Yes. So, we're going to say goodnight, Tower. Okay. Goodnight, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. It's always a pleasure to have you here. We love you and hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us and we pray for you. And may God richly bless you for all you do for him. And in these troubled times, look to the Lord, because he is our help. He's our refuge. We shelter under his wings. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows. Visit us. Until next time, shalom, everybody. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.